you're listening to xp hunter okay so we're back here guys uh if you didn't um check out the or get a chance to hear the paxis episode you can find it on our spotify on our youtube and on the youtube you can also find the questing episode where you know i had an adventure at the annual meeting of adventurers and you know the like aka pax east um so go you can go and check that out if you like but today we're just going to talk about uh <laughs> the um issues between I will say corporations and journalism. So if you don't know, uh, Bioware, which is a uh, gaming behemoth, it's very well known, mostly for RPG games. They made Dragon Age. They made um, my second favorite video game of all time, Mass Effect Trilogy. Um, And I mean, technically, I guess they made Mass Effect Andromeda as well, but we don't talk about that. Um, um, But recently uh they have a game that came out called anthem and it's not an rpg it's an fps which is a first person shooter um and i'm not gonna lie i myself when i first saw the trailer (laughs) my exact words were so this is basically bioware's version of destiny uh and that's exactly what it is um but recently kotaku who is kind of on, on the journalism side of video games they write articles about um, you know, anything um, spanning from the article that was written about Bungie and EA or about Anthem specifically and the practices the company uses that are detrimental to A, the development of their video games and the a- actual mental health of their employees to, you know, best ways to uh, grind out loot in Destiny or, um, you know, list they also do some lists not so many but you know they also do lists like oh five times you know we loved superman in injustice that kind of thing um but recently one of the major uh contributors or uh writers for kotaku whose name is jason i don't want to mispronounce his last name but jason um scurrier scurrier Sorry, Jason. I'm so sorry. But um, he wrote an article called How Bioware's Anthem Went Wrong. And so it's this 11,000 word um, article. And basically, uh, he talks about how uh, he interviewed uh, previous uh, and current um, programmers or people who work for Bioware uh, about their experience there. (coughs) And he does use people's names, but he doesn't he doesn't bash anyone or anything like that he just says you know at this point um this person is the director of the entire game this person is the lead story this person is the lead programmer and uh he really breaks it down from beginning to end so anthem went into production i believe seven or so years ago in seven years uh for uh development of a video game can sound like a long time but in actuality it depends on what kind of game you're developing but he does talk about how it was teased right at um ea and then they started like throwing around ideas and a lot of the people he talked to said yeah like we were so excited but the general consensus was they wanted to do something different they didn't want to make mass effect they didn't want to make dragon age um they wanted to do something like 
that they haven't done before. And I I do understand that that feeling. So a lot of people were throwing out, oh, well, should we do this? Should we have flying? Should we um, <clears throat> have this special magic system? That kind of thing. They were throwing around a lot of the creative ideas that go to building a world and everything. But that one of the biggest drawbacks were that they were limited to using the Frostbite engine, which was developed by EA. But the issue is that it was made for RPG games and not um, FPS games. And FPS are first-person shooters. And, you know, for a layman like myself, I'm kind of like a, a a layman scientist, you know? I mean, I'm like a layman programmer. I kind of know what goes into programming and what the fallbacks and um, restrictions are. But when you build a platform for you just have to think about what you're asking this program or the system to do because an RPG has uh it doesn't normally have flying there's just walking there's a large map there's a fighting system whether it's turn-based or real time um it's a very limited amount of things that you're asking this program to do and a first person shooter you have to be able to toggle between a bunch of different actions like your camera you have to be able to um uh allow uh for uh real-time uh conversation and stuff between different players because in a first person shooter um a lot of times you're going to be playing a online and b um you need to talk to other people on your team <coughs> so there are a lot of components that go into a uh, first person shooter which also an online first person shooter that is not going to go into our rpg because the rpg normally you're playing that game alone i don't know any rpg that's like co-op Right. So you're asking the system to integrate all these different systems. So Frostbite really limits them because a it wasn't developed to it wasn't developed to be a game engine. So you have Unreal Engine or um, other systems like that where they're pretty versatile. And a lot of the stuff that's in them were created, uh, I guess you would say, kind of not openware, but like anyone can create stuff for it and put it online and you can take it and then you can change it or mold it the way you want it. Frostbite doesn't have that, right? Because only EA uses it. EA developed it and they kind of hacked together a whole bunch of different things to create it. So it wasn't just, let's make a game engine that's going to work for, for us. It was like, well, we'll just pick and choose these little pieces and stick them together the best way we see that they can and hope that it stays. You know, we're going to throw some super glue on here. Um, and so that was a really big strain on them. So when the Kotaku article came out, right um people read it because it is a legitimate and um good source of uh information because <clears throat> again jason did a lot of research he talked to people who were there who did it you know this is real journalism real journalism this is not sensationalism sensationalism <laughs> this is a journalist doing work to create an article to inform people and so literally i think it was something like 30 minutes after the article came out bioware and bungie Bioware and Bungie. Bioware and EA came out with a response. And it was it was really kind of like when you're in a room and someone's like, well, someone farted. And you're like, oh, what did I mean? I didn't fart. Oh, my gosh. Who was it? You're, you're, oh, you're just, you shouldn't point fingers. We all fart, you know? And so the issue here is that obviously it was the person who made the biggest noise because, you know, a guilty conscience needs no accuser, to be honest. And so Bioware and EA came out with a response and it was just wholly kind of, I, I, I can't really explain it to you. It was very, um, not what it needed to be. 
instead of saying things like, oh, yeah, well, we know that our practices um, may be um, detrimental um, to our workers and we're going to try better. And, you know, video game developing is a very tough process. Um, They kind of swept it under the rug. They kind of made it seem like, well, I mean, we do what we do and we do what we do and and that's that there's there's no other answer to it we do our best um it it was kind of dismissive you know of the whole situation um and I think it was really lacking in answers or in um sympathy just because remember this game was in development um for seven years and over the course of seven years literally they lost so many employees left and, you know, people leave. There's turnover in a company. You know, people find better opportunities closer to their home in better locations. <clears throat> and mind you, Bioware has, well, they had three locations. There were two locations in Canada and one location in Austin, Texas. And one of the, the locations in Canada closed. I think they just have the Edmonton and Austin offices now. Um, but there were a lot of people in their company. And... At a certain point, there were people who were like working on like Mass Effect Andromeda or, or whatever. But when that shipped, they took people from there and put them on Anthem and still it didn't get finished. Um, I kind of want to read the response to you, but I don't know. But um, yes, yeah, so the Kotaku article covers all of that. And the thing was that even a lot of the, the employees who he talked to were saying, I didn't even know that medical stress leave was a thing until I worked at Bungie until I was there until we got to this project because when it came time and so EA really put a stringent um a stringent um release date on them because they wanted it to be out before the end of their fiscal year which ended in March so it had to go out in February so of this year so I think they said something like a year up until a year before uh, or even six months before it was supposed to ship, they were still doing fundamental uh, builds for the game, which, you know, it sounds like fire festivalness, right? Like that sounds like shenanigans because six months out, like you should not be building the core flying system for the game. That That is sounds like you're playing with fire here. Um, and so you have so many people pulling more hours than they should, right? 60, 70, 80 hours probably um, programming, um, <clears throat> dealing with um, what they call razors in the programming, which I guess is like a hard stop on the coding. So you have to kind of find a way to finagle to get it to do what you want. Um, because again, the engine wasn't built to do what they wanted it to do. Um, and so a lot of people were under all the stress to finish these sections or to improve them or to make them the way they were supposed to be. And, you know, they couldn't handle it. And no one said that doesn't make them weak. That just means that that was too much pressure for it to be on them, you know, to give them this finished product that they had told people that they already had. Right. So we all know that when a lot of games uh, preview games at EA or E3 that it's 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 all fake, right? Like most of it's fake. Like they make it up. It says in-game play and it might be right. It might be, that might be the level of um, detail that's in it, but (laughs) the game itself isn't at the point of development where they could show you that demo, but it's kind of like, oh, this is what it's going to be 
but really is quote unquote you know what I mean we all know their lies e3 is a lie it's just there to tempt people and to show people what is possible and so they even say in the article um that they they previewed it at e3 and that it was all a lie he was like we didn't have that they they had taken at that point they had already nixed flying in anthem because the system wasn't supporting it like they kept getting these issues so they're like we're just not going to have them fly and so they only put flying back in because ea's owner was like oh well they you know they have a tradition where whatever game they're working on they send a demo to everyone and everyone in the company can play it over um winter vacation you know over i guess christmas or whatever and the owner was like, this is not what you told me it would be. Da, da, da. So they're like, oh, they had to rush and make a new one. And they added the flying back in. And he was like, oh, I love it. And so that's why flying is still in, de- in in Anthem. And I don't know. I'm a little disappointed just because I, I'm a Bioware fan. I'm a Mass Effect fan. Um, and so the thing is, is that I understand they want to do something different. But it seems like. My thing is they're they're really good at RPGs. Why couldn't they make an RPG with some FPS flavor in it? You know what I mean? Um, because Anthem would be, I personally think Anthem would make a really good RPG. Like it has a pretty good story. Um, oh, that's another thing. Anthem wasn't even the name of the game. They were going to call it Beyond. And then for whatever reason, uh, some copyright issues came out um, up about it. And so they had to change the name. And I'm like, this doesn't, that doesn't seem that seems kind of strange but I guess it happens a lot so they changed it to Anthem and I think that's actually where you know one of the major plot um or world building building things about living on the planet where the Anthem of creation is literally gone haywire and it causes creatures and plants and stuff to grow out of control and <clears throat> stuff like that um comes from but I just think that Bioware needs to take a step back, uh, especially a step back from EA and really think about what it wants to do and where it wants to go as a company. Because I personally think that um, after Mass Effect Andromeda failed, again, mostly because of the monotony that goes into it, but also, again, they use a Frostbite engine because all EA games uh, across the board from now on are going to be using that engine. And there was just a lot of issues there were the, with the facial... <laughs> Um, I know in other games like uh, Bethesda games, they call it Bethesda face, but it's like the, the, um, capture or the, the way the engine renders the facial expressions is wonky. And so the character looks like, you know, like they're having a stroke or something. It's actually, it's really distracting and, and it just looks bad for a company to put out a game with, um, graphics like that. Um, I didn't enjoy Andromeda like a lot of people just because the story was bad. It was monotonous, tedious to quote unquote terraform these, um, to terraform the planets. Me personally, what really, really, really made me hate it was just that like you travel to a whole nother solar system and you meet one other alien race. And so you can, story-wise, you can kind of write it off because you're like, well, the Scourge is there and the Ket are there and they've, um, ex- exalted all the other people who lived here or they turned on those um, the um, terraforming machines and so they all died and I'm like no I was like if the <clears throat> if the Ankara can't could have survived the others could have survived too you know what I mean and 
it's just kind of short as well. I just I just did not enjoy it as well. I also didn't like that you have a twin and you couldn't play with your twin. I was like, that is just a gigantic cop out. You know, why did I design their look if I wasn't going to like actively play with them for most of the game? Um, but that's just me, guys. That's just me venting. <laughs> Don't listen to me. Um, but again, what I really wanted to focus on was the issue of Bioware and EA by extension we don't know how much is from either right we don't know if this is mostly Bioware or mostly EA I personally say it's mostly EA but they kind of attacked uh Kotaku in saying that oh well they named names and you know we don't like we don't think that you should attack individual people because you know it's a team effort and everyone really works hard and the thing is in the article at no time does Jason attack anyone he really just says he names people he's like and this everyone knows it if you um gotten to the end or you watch the end credits or you just look at the box you know it says their name this is the lead director this is the person who's in charge of motion capture you know what I mean it says their names this is not you know He's not revealing, you know, Superman's secret identity. People know who their names are there for anyone who wants to see. And so he's just saying that <clears throat> throughout the article, he just says, OK, well, when the game first started development, this is a person who was in charge. Like he says their name. And then he goes on to say, then this person took over and became the director of the game or became, um, you know, the lead programmer or, you know, stuff like that. He doesn't attack anyone. He doesn't say it's anyone's fault. <laughs> and to be honest, if he really was saying it's anyone's fault, he's saying that it's upper management or well, he's not saying it personally, right? Because in journalism, you are supposed to be um, objective. So he's not saying it's anyone's fault, but he's, what he does is lays out the issues, right? And the common consensus that anyone reading it or personally that the consensus that I came to was that it was upper management and obviously... <clears throat> executive members of EA and by extension Bioware because it's them who it was those people who have the most control it's them who it's like when you come to them and say hey like listen this is really not developing the way we want to can we do this like yes I know we're supposed to use frostbite but it's not working for us can we do this and they're like well um and they're dismissive dismissive and they're not going to help you and they're not doing what you need to do so you can get your job done it's, you know, it's all around just a cluster, you know? <coughs> so, um, but that's the consensus I came to, that this is upper management and um, executive issue in the way that they run the company. It's like, I'm trying to tell you how I see the best way to fix this solution. And you, in return, you're not even helping me find a solution. You're just dismissing me. That That's a big issue in um, company practice right and to be fair I also have that same issue I've seen that same issue in other jobs where it's like okay I know that you this is the policy right but the thing is that th that policy is hindering me from doing what you need me to do so maybe we could get past that and do what we need to do to get the desired outcome instead of you just brushing me off you know because it doesn't affect them um so the article, though, it, I mean, not the article, the the answer on the blog from um, Bioware and EA really struck me because they kind of were, they kind of called fake news on Kotaku. They were kind of saying that, oh, um, this kind of journalism is, you know, detrimental to everyone, both readers and, you know, the people that are being written about. And 
that really made me upset because, you know, for me, video games are kind of a way for me to not escape real life, but kind of augment real life. And it's like, oh, man, I'm a magical mage, you know, today. And, um, you know, I'm saving the galaxy this day. You know, video games kind of are a release for me. And so when a company like EA and Bioware kind of attack and I will call it attack uh, journalism journalists because they wrote something uncomplimentary about them it really kind of angers me because you know it's like if someone if you're doing wrong and someone calls you out don't you know I just don't get the response because the thing is you already know <clears throat> a lot of video game um, companies uh, have this issue because it's kind of like, well, you know, at the last minute, everything will turn out great. And so they just push people to a point that they shouldn't. Again, like a lot of people uh, who were quoted in the article said, I did not know that medical stress leave was like an applicable thing. Like if you have a job uh, with benefits and literally the act of doing your job is so stressful that, you know, you need to see a therapist or you need to be put on medication medical stress leave is a thing you a doctor can say you have to be removed from this situation in order to um repair your mental and sometimes maybe even physical health because a lot of medical uh a lot of mental um disorders uh, actually affect your physical health as well um so they know that these practices are a thing this is not the first article that that's called that aspect out i mean i think kotaku also published an article like that about bungee is that they, that they were working uh <clears throat> they were working their employees too hard that they were uh, asking them asking them to put in too many hours and um you know focus so hard on this game that they were hurting these people and and on and as an extension hurting the game right because if you are not relax if you are so stressed that you know your hair is falling out or you have to take an antacid because you know you you're so stressed that you have stomach pains you're not actually focused on accomplishing this goal with you know 100 percent of your being because you know 25 percent of your being is you know you have an ulcer um and so the their response is kind of hostile and dismissive towards everything and i really don't like that so it instead of owning it and say you know what you're right like we need to find a better way to to um marry uh the work relationship of our employees with uh our end goals and our um mission um to put out you know quality games and we need to work um better at making sure that our employees have what they need um both technically and uh, emotionally or whatever, they were kind of just like, oh, you know, don't call us out. This is, you know, this is gotcha journalism and 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 they pointed fingers at people and we don't want to point fingers. The thing is, as a good journalist or any good journalist would tell you, they're not there to point a finger. They're there to shine a light. And that's what uh, Jason did. He shone a light on what practices were going on at Bioware and how that led that was you know how anthem was a symptom of that how all the pitfalls and all the things that you hate about anthem were really just a um, symptom of the bad practices being um purported at bioware 
and EA. And so I really enjoy the article. I'm not going to lie. It's very, 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 very long. And, you know, like any, I guess, journalistic piece, there's there's no room for, I guess you will say, <coughs> um, frill. So it's very straightforward. Um, you know, he brings in uh, firsthand accounts when he can. It, it it's, it's a little longer than I think it needs to be. But, you know, Jason wrote the article. Um, but it is very thorough and it is very good. And I would suggest that you read it. Um, if you would like to read it, you can find it on Kotaku's um, website. Again, the name of the article is uh, How Bioware's Anthem Went Wrong. Uh, it was posted on April 2nd uh, and filed under Anthem, obviously. <clears throat> you can also go and find Bioware's um, word-for-word response um, on their blog. Or you can just Google Bioware's response to Kotaku article. Um, and in recent years, a lot of companies have had these same issues. It's A lot of the, the spotlight hasn't been from extreme journalistic uh, point of views like the article that Jason wrote on Kotaku. But a lot of people say it like, former employees who have gone on to work at other companies have said, yeah, working there is kind of toxic. Like I would be there for 10 hours, be ready to leave. And then, you know, someone would pull me back and say, well, um, we need you to finish, you know, stacking this or, you know, <clears throat> finish doing, um, this level when the level's nowhere near being finished. So, um, it's, uh, a lot of people say, well, that's just the nature of working in um, programming or working on video games. But the thing is, is that just because you that's the way you've been doing it for the last however many years doesn't mean that that's the best way to do it. I mean, if technology has taught us anything is that there's always a way to move laterally or um, vertically. So the thing is, I mean, we went from 8-bit to doing what we're doing now, 1080i, 4K, whatever, um, in graphics. You know, we went from polygons, from we went from pixels to polygons to, uh, man, I don't know the technical term, but, um, you know, the graphics we have now. And, I mean, if people kept saying, well, I mean, we've been doing it this way with pixels for forever, why would we change? Then we wouldn't have the great games that we love now. Um so I think that Bioware really needs to take a set, a second step back, really assess itself. Because, I mean, the thing is, there's nothing wrong with being an RPG video game developer. You know what I mean? I understand wanting to do something different, but really sit down and think about what you want. What difference do you, are you looking for here? You know, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Um, so, um, but uh, they really need to sit down and assess what it is that they want to do and how they want to accomplish it. Because at a certain point, I mean, any programmer is going to want to work at a AAA game developer and Bioware has a good reputation, but the practices they're using are really bringing down their credibility and their prestige. And so, yeah, okay. They turned out Anthem on time, but it wasn't a great game and they're catching a lot of flack about it. So maybe they might want to take more time and really assess how they get things done. Um, but again, guys, uh, you can check out the articles online on Kotaku and on Bioware's um, message, um, blog uh, through their website. 
And you can uh, check out this episode and other episodes on Spotify under XP Hunter, as well as Instagram, YouTube, and Tumblr. If you guys would like to um, make your own comment about today's episode or another episode, I will definitely, uh, I would definitely love to give you a shout out. You can send me an email at xphunterlee at gmail.com if that, if you'd like to do that. I want you guys to gain experiences the same way you do in games, discovering new places, learning new skills, and eating. So, anytime I issue a challenge, you can always check it out on the YouTube channel, the Instagram, or the Tumblr. Until the next time, guys, in between times, do it for the XP. See you. Bye.